You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Epic All Day Podcast. Really excited to have you guys here today. We've got a really special guest, Bettina Gozo, who is a Nike fitness trainer and just all around super cool person. So welcome to the show, Bikina. Bettina. Thanks. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I just got done with a workout. Pretty sweaty. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's a good thing. So t- can you tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of, um, uh, you know, wh- why you do it? Yeah. So I'm a full-time trainer. I work at Nike World Headquarters and I also have my own programming that I that I do. And, you know, I became a trainer really just to to make a difference in people's lives and to really, you know, influence people to try things that they never have or never thought they could. And I feel like that's just kind of my mission every single day with one of my clients. Oh, that's cool. That's super cool. And you've been, have you been doing it a long time? It's been about six years now. Cool. It's not then, too long, but. <laughs> what did you do before that? I was a bass player in a cover band full time. <laughs> so two completely different worlds. That's, but <laughs> It's funny because the, the last guy, and that was a total softball question because I knew what you did before that, but I wanted to hear you say it, <laughs> which is awesome. What kind of, what kind of cover music did you cover? So we had a female singer and we had a rapper and we did wow. almost anything you would hear on the radio. It was, it was so much fun because we'd play at colleges, we'd play at bars, bar mitzvahs, uh, weddings. So we just kind of entertained the crowd. So we did a little bit of everything. Cool. 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 Yeah. What was your, what were you, what were some of your favorite songs to do? Oh man. Personal favorites. Um, Billie Jean was always fun because of the baseline. Yep. Um, of course it's a great, great baseline, yeah, but, great um, we always finished the sets with Jump Around by House of Pain, which was obviously a lot of fun because people would just go nuts. No matter uh, what awesome. crowd it was, people would just go crazy. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> that's so cool. Right on. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. So the, so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show and, and I was really excited to talk to you is, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about on the show is really empowering women and how women become strong and really what are the, yeah. things, what are the things that women can do to become stronger. And before I kind of get into any of that, tell us, tell us where are you from and and, um, and then also one question I like to ask everybody is where did you go to high school and what was high school like for you? Oh, so I went to Homewood Flossmoor high school in, um, s- Southern Illinois or okay. no, that's other, su- South suburbs of Illinois. And, um, high school was a little, it's a little different for me. I mean, um, my, my mom raised me as a single mom, but she, she was married. She married when I was nine. So then I kind of had a dad up until I was 16 and then they got divorced. So I feel like high school was such like a weird time for me. Cause it's like, I had this peak all of a sudden I went to a public school, I was on dance team. And then once my parents separated, you know, it was kind of like a, like a turning point for me, like trying to figure myself out, you know, and that's right. also like one of the times in, in a woman's life where you're really just like, you need your parents. And, you know, I just, it was just kind of a weird thing. Cause I went from you know, dancing, um, on the dance team. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I can't dance anymore. My mom says I need to make money. I need to work. So then once I was 17, I just got a job. I worked at a coffee shop and just like worked my butt off until I just started playing music and then kind of like let music kind of take me away from there. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I I think so much, so much interesting stuff happens in high school. I mean, I have a similar story with high school in the sense that like my, my, um, I didn't know my real father. I didn't even meet my real father yeah, until same, I was 35. Same here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. And then when I, when I, um, but in high school, my mom was a single mom and then she mm-hmm. met my dad, they got married, but then they got divorced four years later. 
So it's kind of oh you know, gosh, similar, very similar, similar, very yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, right yeah. on. Yeah, and I think I think I think so many of our big lessons in life come from what happens to us in high school and what happens. To oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So I'm, I'm I'm always always curious to see how people's experience in high school relates to the rest of their life. So that's that's yeah. cool. Um, okay, so so as a Nike trainer, what do you do? So you work with private clients. Yeah, I work with private clients. So actually, I'm here on campus right now. Um, the Nike World headquarters. If you've ever been here, I'm not sure if you have, but if anyone listening has, it's you have. Yeah, no, I have amazing, not. Right? But I'm dying to go. Oh, it's like the, I'm a. I've been a Nike kid since like oh, since I was 15. It's, I just that, that would be my, that was my my dream job when I was when I was younger. My dream <laughs> job was to be like Michael Jordan's assistant or work for Nike. Yeah. Neither of which ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. It's okay, it seems like you're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, out. but um, as a Nike trainer, um, you know, I work on campus. I train, I train the employees that work here, but then I also do group classes. But what some of the fun things that we do is we work with with the Nike brand teams to help bring Nike Training Club across the world and across the United States and kind of get people to, to want to move. So we just, you know, I help, we help with the campaigns to, to stay authentic to, to real training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we, we, we work with the brands on making sure at photo shoots that, you know, people are moving the way that's true to sport. Um, you know, we help the brand teams develop content. We help them with the, the app. Um, so there's a lot of different things that Nike trainers do. It's, it's just kind of like an endless, an endless list of things that they have us do yeah. just because they, they, they really want to stay true to, to what training is. So they, they use the trainers that are in front of people. So it's not just trainers on campus, but the trainers that are all across the United States. Well, too. And that, I think that's one of the reasons I resonated with the stuff that I saw about you, because I get, I get hit up all the time by trainers who want to come on the show or yeah. people want to come on the show. And I looked at yours and I was like, well, you know, you're actually doing the work and you're actually training people for functional fitness, which I'm a huge believer yeah. in because I do CrossFit. Yes, hundred percent. You know, and I've had my, my, my gym guys on the show and, and so I'm a big believer in that. And I think it's awesome. I also think it's really interesting too, that the, the, you know, the, the definition of how we're defining strong women in today's day and age mm-hmm. is a lot different than it used to be. What do you see? Yeah. What do you see with that these days with the women that you train or you work with? Oh, you know what? Strong women to me and even my clients, it's the ones that are willing to show up every day. It's not the ones that can lift the heaviest, but it's the ones that are willing to show up every day, do something for themselves, want to be healthier for their families, their kids, so they can feel good about themselves when they come to work. And so they have can have more energy and then they could feel more confident in meetings and just feel good overall versus right. just, you know, being able to lift the heaviest weight. And I think it's just the coolest thing when a woman is just so dedicated to themselves because yes, they want it to be about their kids and everything, but when it really comes to it, it's about themselves feeling really good. Right. You know? Right. I see that. I see that a lot around here. Like we have, um, you know, like, so I'm married and I've got two kids and a lot of our friends, mm-hmm. a lot of the moms that I see, like they, they put so much time and effort and energy into yeah. the family and into the kids and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily leave a lot left for themselves. Yeah. That's and so true. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough because I mean, I think that as, as guys, you know, as a, and I'm stereotyping, but as guys, <laughs> we're, we're more apt to make time for ourselves or do stuff for ourselves. Oh, yeah. or we don't think anything of it. Sure. Like I, I don't think anything of going to CrossFit every day and working yeah. out or if I'm going to go for a surf or whatever. And I know that, yeah. you know, my wife probably, you know, schedule wise, that's harder for her to do. So I think she mm-hmm. probably has to, you know, she, she thinks about it 
she thinks about it more and it's a credit to her because she's way more selfless. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. way more selfless. I think than women I am. are just naturally more nurturing, you know, they yeah. want to be able to give so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask this. So in your training, when you're working with women, like, so what, when someone's new coming in, what are the typical fears and insecurities you see in other women? Well, number one, people, women think that they're going to get big, (laughs) but that's, you know, that's not, that's, I feel like that myth has started to be more debunked, but I feel like a lot of women that come in, they're just afraid that they can't do it, you know, and they just think, oh, it's so intimidating. They can't lift the weight or they won't be able to last a full hour. Oh, they're going to, they're going to die, you know, quote unquote. Um, You know, they just kind of feel like they're going to fail maybe. Um, But I think all it really takes is for someone to just like get into the door and just try it and then surprise themselves. And they're like, Ooh, then I feel good. Cause right. I get so many people that for the first time they come in and they're so scared. And then the second session, they're like, Oh, I'm so ready to come back. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's it's cool. kind of like, you know, it's like a love hate relationship with me, but, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but right, they're right. so ready, you know? Right. Right. Do you see the, do you see what, what emotional things do you see them going through when they, when they're coming in? Are they, do they feel intimidated? Are they, are they, you know, what, what are the things that when, what are the biggest challenges when they're starting with you? Do you see I from think, them? Hmm, it's, it's tough because I, I try to make the, the, what I do the most is, is to spend time to make them more comfortable, okay. you know, and, and to, to get them to trust me because it's hard to just tell someone to do something if they don't know me. And I, I try to take my time to, to get to know what their why is and figure out what it is they want to do and what it is they really want to accomplish versus just, cause it's usually more than just. I want to lose 10 pounds, sure. you know? So you have to kind of dig in a little bit deeper and usually you don't find that out in the first session. But, um, I think the biggest thing is like just getting started is the scariest part. Yeah. It's funny. I had, um, I've, I had, a uh, a friend who's a CrossFit coach coach me on doing half marathon recently. And I had her on the show a few, a few episodes ago and she was talking about the same thing. She said, the hardest thing to do is start. Like once yes. you start, like everything else kind of rolls from there, but that's the yes. hardest thing to do is get out of the chair and show up or get, you know, get a trainer or start running or whatever it is you have to get, you have to get started, which is, which is true. I mean, I think that that's very true. Mm -hmm. Um, so in your, so you're, so you're training, you know, you're training people when you're doing it, what, what do you see, what benefits are you seeing from them, um, as they're going through training from you, not necessarily physical, but what emotional and, or, uh, other type of benefits do you see from them? from coming in I and think, working out. I think that's, that's the, my favorite part is, is seeing oh, cool. the stuff that they're doing outside of the 45 minutes or hour they're spending with me. They come in and they're in better moods. They talk about how excited they are that they were able to go mountain biking with their kids and they felt good and they, or they quote unquote beat their husband on the ride, you know, just like fun stuff that they get to do in their everyday life. Right. It just makes them feel better. Um, you know, people even can even sleep better when they're working out. So I have women that come in and they talk about, Oh, I'm finally able to sleep. Um, I can, I even feel like I'm eating better. It just kind of like this natural, like all of a sudden you want to become healthier overall. Right. It's just a natural, like holistic lifestyle right, right, that happens. Right. And are they, are they people who, I mean, what are they, do they kind of run the age gamut of young to old? People I, yeah, I have, I have everywhere. I have anywhere between 22 all the way up to 60. <laughs> really? Oh, cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Is it, is, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming the training's got to be way different when you, when you train. Someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's never like a one size fits all for people. You know, it's, it's just, especially with the one-on-one, you know, you know, there's some programs that you can kind of 
did distribute to certain people, but a lot of the people it's, it's completely customized to what their lives are. You know, like if I'm training six people throughout the day, you're never going to see the same thing through every single person. So then do you have to build, that's interesting. So then do you have to build a custom training program for each person? Oh yeah. (laughs) It just, you know, it depends on their goals too. Cause some people they're, they're only going to be training with me two times a week and maybe they're not going to be doing other things or maybe they're training with me two times a week and they're going to be running three times a week other than seeing me or they train two times a week and then they're, you know, doing yoga three other times a week. So it's just like, you have to customize to what their, their goals are and what things they're doing outside of those, those 45 and 60 minutes with me. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What do you see, you know, as a, as a, you know, you, you seem like you've got you largely have your shit together, which is really cool. That's, well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, I mean, how often does someone say that to you, right? But yeah, so, right. I don't think I do, but <laughs> none of none of us do. So people walk know, by right? and they're like, "Wow, that guy's really got his shit together." And I'm like, "No, really? not so much. Not so much. It's quite a fallacy." Um, what do you see, uh, or what advice can you give other women who maybe are, you know, suffering from a lack of confidence or lack of self belief, self esteem? Like, what what could you? What would you tell them? uh, to become happier and, and, yeah. and to get stronger and I don't you mean stronger what? physically. I mean, stronger. Yeah. 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 You know, some of the, it's really simple and this is something that I've done lately. And, you know, my partner was actually the one that told me to do this was to like, just sit there and write down 10 great things that has happened to you and things that you've accomplished in the past year. And you'll probably find that there are more than 10 things and you're going right. to just look at those 10 <clears throat> things and just find out and figure out like how great you really are. It'll make you really feel good about yourself because a lot of times we find the things that we're not good at. And we, we dwell on them, but when you really focus on the things you are good at, it just makes you feel that much better, that much more empowered. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, I have, um, I've been saying that for a long time that, you know, it's, it's way better to focus on your strengths than it is your weaknesses. Yeah. You're, really not, you're really not going to get that bunch better at your weaknesses. So if one, no. one of my weaknesses yeah. is like, you know, doing Excel or whatever, like I just don't do that. <laughs> I just try not to do it. Yeah, I, don't do it. You know, <laughs> I love, I'm pretty good at doing podcasts. So I do a ton of podcasts yeah. and do <laughs> yeah, a ton of perfect. speaking because I enjoy that. Um, I yeah. think, I think that that's key. And I think the other thing that you mentioned is really key of like going back to past victories. I know that when yes. I coach people or talk to people, but, or even in my own life, if I'm feeling unsure or, you know, not super confident about something, I start thinking of all the different wins that I had in my life. I've had in my yes. life and, and I'll go, man, I'll go back to high school. Yes, when totally. I ran, yeah, when I ran for student council and won, like I, I will Amazing. count that. <laughs> you know, I'll count that as a huge win. And yeah. then eventually, you stack them all up, and you're like, "Wow, man, I've actually done a lot." And mm-hmm. it's less about, I think, it's less about the, you know, what you did, and it's more mm-hmm. about the volume of the things that you've done because you, yep. you then start conditioning your brain that, like, hey, I have a tendency to win. I have a pattern of winning. I have a pattern of being successful, which just then ultimately starts working to build your confidence, which I think is, which is key. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. So tell me who are your, who are your heroes? Oh, it's so cheesy, but my mom. Yeah. (laughs) That's not cheesy at all. That's that's great. (laughs) You know, she's single mom. I was born in the Philippines. She, you know, she was only 24. She left my real father and she had to raise me all by herself. And, you know, our family didn't live in the United States yet. Um, my grandma came first then my uncle, and then she had to leave me for six months in the Philippines with my aunt. And, Ooh. you know, sometimes, yeah. So she, she had to come here first in order to bring me over, you know, and then she came to United States. She brought me here, made me a citizen when I was 13. But before that, she 
went to school. She worked her butt off just to get me through a private school because she wanted to make sure that I was raised right. And then, you know, she, she still jokes about it now. And she's like, I just wanted to find you a good dad. So, you know, she <laughs> married when I, was nine, when I was nine years old. I mean, that, you know, they're not together anymore, but he's still who I call my father yeah. because he did raise me. Um, but, you know, she did everything um, just to give me a good life. And now this is what I love most about her. Mm-hmm. She's still a nurse. She does, does a lot of stuff, but she is doing ceramics and she is she's had her own um ceramics show that she curated she's just like yeah just doing all these amazing things and it just it's just really cool to watch um you know someone just so empowering and she was able to raise me all by herself wow that's cool that's super yeah it's really cool my mom's very some you know we talked about yeah my mom's very similar very similar stories i mean she's she's definitely one of my heroes who else who else would you say is one are some of your heroes gosh it's so hard because my mom and I are so close. Yeah, that's um, great. She's always, you know, and I think as an only child too, you just become so protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, she was probably the only one that I really like, really, really, really hung on to. Um, right. You know, I look up to a lot of, um, just a lot of the female athletes, especially the like, Nike athletes that we have. Um, mm-hmm. There's one in particular that I really, really, um, like melts my heart is a scout Bassett. She, um, she, she actually lost her leg in a, in a fire in, in China and she was adopted when, um, yeah. And she was adopted. She grew up in, um, in Michigan and, you know, she didn't have a leg and then she really wanted to learn how to run. And, um, you know, she got a, she got a, a leg and, and now she's, she's, she's crushing it. You know, wow. she is, yeah, she's a Nike athlete and she is the sweetest woman you'll ever meet. Super, super strong and super humble. So she's someone that I really, really look up to and really, really aspires me a lot. That's cool. That's cool. What other, yeah. what, what other, um, do you, have you worked with other athletes at Nike that we would know? Um, I haven't worked with, but we've met a few actually just got to work out with, um, um, uh, Spencer O'Brien, who's one of our Nike athletes. She's a, um, pro snowboarder. Oh, right <laughs> yeah. So it, we just have a, a bunch of people coming in and out of here that we see a lot, but, um, not any specific that I work with on an, on a regular basis. Right on. That's cool. Though. Yeah. That's cool. It's gonna yeah. Be a, they're always in and out of here. <laughs> it's gotta be, it's gotta be a fun environment to work for Nike just oh because you're, you're just currently, so you're always surrounded by people who are just you oh, yeah. <laughs> healthy and just into working out and doing yep. you know, being active, which is, which is, I think so much of the battle. Um, yeah. It's super cool. Okay. Do, do me a favor. So talk to, you know, so we have, we have people who listen to this show from all over the world. Yeah. Talk, I want you, if, if you would talk to a woman who is a little bit overweight, who is a little sedentary, maybe not super confident, not really thrilled with how her, her life's going. What advice would you give to that woman right now? Yeah. So something that she would need to do is just to start simple and start small with any goal that she wants. You know, sometimes I think what we do is we set almost like too big of goals for ourselves and then we don't know where to start, right. you know? So something, you know, if she's not moving, um, maybe she just starts with a simple goal with, Hey, every day this week, I'm going to walk for 30 minutes. I'm going to take a walk outside for 30 minutes. Next week, I'm going to take a walk for an hour every single day. So just starting with those small little goals and giving yourself small little victories when you achieve them, that's going to just help you get to your goal a little bit more. So I feel like when you, when your goal is just like, I'm going to lose this much, then it's harder to celebrate that because it's so far out. Right. You have to celebrate the small wins. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. What about, what about on, in, um, with people you worked for before and what, what, what would you say is your biggest success story of anybody you've worked with? Oh, I am. I have one client who, 
I, he was actually in Chicago, but he was a typical um, entrepreneur who worked his butt off all by, you know, his, his own company worked his butt off like from five in the morning to six at night was a dad had two kids. So like he would cancel constantly. He right. would, you know, move his appointments all the t- time. And like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what snapped, but like one day we just like really just dug in something to him. And all of a sudden every single day showed up on time, showed up and wanted to work up on, work on his own. I wrote him programs to do on his own. And after that, he just like talked to me and was like, look, I am so happy. I don't, I'm thank you so much because what you did for me was, you know, made me a better dad and was, I'm able to stay up and be able to keep up with my kids. And now I'm, I feel like I'm more focused at work. I'm not just overworking myself. And to me, that was a success because his overall life was was better from, yeah. from working out before yeah. he was avoiding it. And then he realized, wait, no, taking that extra hour for myself made the rest of my life easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's key. I mean, I think it's I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, like I, I do a lot and it's yeah, if without without it. I know that when yeah. I when I'm like if we're, you know, have a busy weekend or we have something, you know, stuff going on, if I don't if I don't work out or don't do anything, I'm definitely somewhat anxious oh, and somewhat I'm like, cranky. yeah, I'm a, I'm not the greatest person in the world to hang out with after that. Like I need to go and throw a bunch of weight, weights around and listen to Alpha yep. Chains occasionally. Yep. It's just kind of good for the soul. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Love yeah. it. So, okay. So where can people, my last question for you is where can people find you online? What do you have going on? I heard that you're up ah. for, you're up for fitness woman of the year. Yeah. So right? the, tell uh, me about that. That's health, cool. Yeah. Women's health next, next fitness star. So they do this contest every year called the women's health next fitness star. And they came out with a contest five years ago. And I actually remember the first year it came out and a Filipino girl won that first year oh, wow, MC cool. borrow. And, um, I remember when it came out, I was like, Oh, well, they'll never pick me for this. And like every year I would like wanted to submit, but this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to submit. And I submitted and they picked me and, you know, now I'm on the, the cover with four other really, really great women. Um, every single one of them is, is amazing. I, I, I can't even believe that I'm nominated with these other women. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so voting is up until August 4th at whnextfitnessstar.com. Okay. Um, you can vote every day, all day until then. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. And um, my website is bettinagozo.com. And then my, my, um, my, my little business that I run is um, called Canvas Training. And you can find that at traincanvas.com. All right. On. All right, cool. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll put all those in the show notes. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show today. This is great. We'll have to have yeah, you back again. No, this is thank fantastic. you so much for having me. And I love it. I love yeah. we have kind of a similar history. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So crazy. It's all awesome. right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening in. And I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com. Heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.